Ironman fans, my name is Andrew and welcome back to your one and only Ironman fan podcast. Uh, I'm back, uh, sorry I'm a little late, been very busy in the last couple of uh, couple of weeks, but I am back and I have a very fun and exciting episode for you today. So we're going to start off with some news uh, regarding Ironman movie and Avenger and that kind of stuff, and then we're going to move into the review of Iron Man War uh, issue three, so it's going to be a very interesting and fun episode. Okay, so um, news-wise, um, something very interesting. Uh, a couple of th- this this isn't very fresh news, but uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark himself in the Iron Man movies, has been seen uh, shopping for comic books in in, uh, in well, I don't really know what store it was, but somewhere, I think in LA, he was shopping for comic books, and of course the paparazzi fil- uh, f- found him and started filming him, and uh, he, he was seen uh, buying uh, quite an, an amount of comic books there, and uh, talking to the clerks, uh, you know, asking them for advice and that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll try to post a link to this video in the podcast description, and by the looks of it, I think he was buying uh, Avengers issues. So it's it's very interesting, and of course, it's great to see. You know, it's uh, Robert Downey Jr. has uh, I think he's a fantastic actor, and he did a great job with Tony. You know, showing a classic Tony, unlike uh, the uh, current Invincible Iron Man Tony. But uh, you know, he, he I think he did a fantastic job, and it's great seeing an actor actually researching and fully embracing the role because so many actors these days they you know they they just do it for a paycheck, and some of some of them have the heart to admit it and say, well, uh, especially if it's an an adaptation, be it of a book, a comic book, something previous, a TV show, a previous entity, you know, a lot of of actors do admit that they just, I just read the script and uh, do the lines. Others don't admit, but they pretend, but they don't. But it's great to see, we've already known that, you know, Robert has... You know, he he knows what Tony's about. He's read the comic books. He's he's well into the Iron Man universe. So it's it's great seeing him doing some research for for the possible Avengers. You know, maybe seeing how how Iron Man, uh, how his relationships with Thor and Captain America and Nick Fury have progressed over the years and how the chemistry works. So that's uh, that's some really interesting news. Also, a second piece of news is. Um, uh, there is a museum in London, where I'm from uh, here. It's called the Madame Tussauds Museum, and it's basically a wax, uh, a wax museum. Well, they don't—I don't know—are they really wax anymore? But it's—it's it's one of those museums you go in there, and there are sculptures of people that look realistic. And I've been there. I think about nine years ago, eight, nine years ago, back when I was very little, uh, and uh, it was, I remember seeing, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these famous footballers and Sylvester Stallone and world presidents and that kind of stuff there, and it, it was, it was very, it was very fun, and apparently now what's happening is this summer, uh, Marvel is unveiling what they call the Marvel Superheroes 4D exhibition there at the Madame Tussauds Museum. And uh, among the list of uh, the ex- exhibitions shown, where we're going to have Shellhead, uh, of course, uh, from the movies. This is going to be the the Mark VI suit with the triangular chest piece, along with the likes of the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, Wolverine. And there is a picture here. 
uh, of of a woman kind of polishing the suit, and it's it looks very it looks great. You know, it looks like the suit from the movie, and you know, it's it's standing in this kind of Iron Man themed. There's an Iron Man themed background. You know, you're seeing these kind of 3D things spinning like you would in Tony's lab and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's the suit definitely looks very good in, very good in pictures. It's got the glowing arc reactor and the eyes and everything. So I'll. I will try to go and sort it out because um, I haven't been there in a long time, and it would be nice generally to go and see because it's 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 great fun to go and have a look. Um, so that's that's another news. If if you are from Britain, Britain here, or you're going to be visiting Britain, I would definitely recommend you go to if you're in London, go to the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Uh, if you're if well, you're an Iron Man fan if you're listening to this, but generally it's you know it's it's good fun to see they they make some very good models. Now with the tourist advice over, of course, let's uh, move into the main the main topic of the show. So Iron Man War Three, uh, I've I reviewed the first and the second. I, I I was late on the Iron Man War train really. Um, I, I I was busy catching up on. Uh, I was reading Invincible Iron Man. I was catching up on that. Uh, Legacy, all of that kind of stuff. I'm getting into Captain America now. I've been reading some of the 2004 uh, run or Out of Time and all of that kind of stuff. So I've been getting into a lot of comic books, and I kind of missed out when Iron Man War. When I first heard the announcement for it, I was really thinking to myself, I don't think this will work because also I've had it up to noir, you know, noir movies in the last uh, couple of years or so, studying its uh, uh, media studies in school. But you know, I've gotten the issues. Uh, the, the two issues, and I can say I've really enjoyed the take on, uh, you know, this uh, particular uh, limited series take on on the character a, a lot more than I have enjoyed the invincible, the current run of the Invincible Iron Man. So. So if, of course, if you haven't listened to the last, uh, uh, I think it, it was episode 5, it was two episodes ago, because last episode I did issue 27 of Invincible Iron Man, and before that I did uh, Iron Man 1, 1 and 2. So in this episode we're going to be doing the penultimate Iron Man War, because there, is, there are four of them, this is going to be Iron Man War 3, so I'm going to be doing it in my usual kind of review sense that I've adopted, uh, so I'm going to be doing a basic story outline, and then I'm going to be talking about various aspects such as the art, the story, cool moments that I liked, and the general rating. By the way, this is going to be uh, <laughs> spoilers, you know, in this review, so hopefully please read Iron Man 3 before before you listen to this, and it's 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 a very good read. So Iron Man 3 starts off, uh, the, the end of Iron Man 2 was... Pepper got captured, and uh, Tony and Nemor and Rhodey as well. You know they were on a ship, and the sh- ship ship was being basically torpedoed and that kind of stuff. So they were in grave danger. It was almost like a 1930s serial. You know what happens next? Tune in for the next exciting episode of Tony Stark's Great Adventures. So um, and now uh, this series starts off with the same thing. Uh, the sh- uh, their their ship is about to be torpedoed, and in the last second, um, in the last second, Tony and uh, the rest of the crew get into uh, the Dorma, which is kind of this un- un- underwater submarine. What's interesting is this issue. The first page kind of starts off like a letter from Tony to Jarvis, 
you know, retelling what happened in the last two issues. Almost, it's almost like this is they're breaking the fourth wall and acknowledging that this this is a comic book saying that I've compiled this story through a bunch of pictures. So that that was a very interesting take. So they escape, uh, and then when they escape underwater, the pressure builds on Tony, and Tony's running out of the power in his chest plate, powering his heart, and he faints. When he faints, Tony has a flashback. Uh, in that flashback, Tony's playing with a very interesting uh, uh, action figure, which we'll get to later, and Howard, Tony's father, runs in, and uh, he's having hallucinations about the Germans, which I guess is a repercussion of him serving in the war, First World War, and uh, then he snaps out of it, shows Tony the designs for what looks like going to be the the original Iron Man suit, and then his nose starts bleeding, which is a very ominous sign, and then the flashback ends, Tony is in a big Zeppelin-esque airship, um, and then uh, uh, then a big discussion, uh, I'm not going to go too much into the actual discussion with Tony and Rhodey, because you've already read this, you don't want me retelling you this, Tony talks about his selfishness and just trying to find the power source for his chess piece, Rhodey uh, says that he's going to be quitting, that he's going to be moving to France, all that kind of stuff, and then after a lengthy talk with Jarvis about you know, feelings and being admirable and, uh, you know, facing your fears and that kind of stuff, they get ready, they suit up, both Tony and Rhodey suit up and get ready to fly. Uh, then then, we, uh, then it cuts to Pepper being whipped and tortured. Uh, we get introduced to a mask character called uh, Zemo and um, it, he's very mysterious and that kind of stuff. So, and then uh, Rhodey... Uh, uh, dialogue scene between Pepper and I forget the name of the villain talking about culture and that kind of stuff and then we move into of course Rhodey and Tony kicking some soldiers uh, but so uh, very very nice action spread piece and then uh, then a huge Ironmonger-esque suit uh, crashes out of the wall and Tony's very surprised you know saying have you stolen the designs from my father and that kind of stuff and then the mask Zemo takes off his mask and is revealed to be uh, Tony's father, as Tony says to himself, and then uh, that's the end of the issue. So that's the general synopsis. Um, a very interesting issue, uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, let's get back to this, the whole design and Iron Man Y, and I've said this in, well, when I was looking at episode, uh, at issues one and two, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not really noir in the traditional con uh, sense of, noir movies which which is what noir, noir means you know they're dark they're gritty they're uh they are pretty much all set in the city you know gritty cops seduction all of that kind of stuff crime and uh, this 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 adopts the noir in terms of certain color schemes very saturated color schemes also character wise tony is kind of you know he's the selfish seeker hero victim hero that kind of stuff and you've got your femme fatale and uh, your damsel in the stress and that kind of stuff so character wise this is similar to noir but settings and we see this for me it looks like a mixture of steampunk and indiana jones and uh, that might be weird but it's we see especially on the on on the cover of the comic you know you see iron man flying from 
this airship, the Zeppelin, and that's very steampunk. Very, you know, we see we see the jets and they're full of smoke and the airship and all that color scheme. So it, it, I think it should have been called the Iron Man Steampunk. That's uh, I think that would have attracted just as many audience uh, readers, if not more. But I really don't have a problem with it. It's you know it's just an A. What matters, of course, is you know a good story, good art. You know, keep you. Keep you suspenseful, unlike other Iron Man issues these days, if you know what I mean, guys. Um, but, um, so that's, you know, getting that out of the way, I really enjoyed the designs, you know, the whole steampunk thing. So that was, that was very, uh, very interesting. Uh, flashback, that flashback was very interesting. You know, it starts, starts off with Tony playing with an action figure of, <laughs> it's, it's a classic throwback to, to the Mandarin, you know, uh, he's saying you're going to surrender now, Mandarin, that kind of stuff. So it's, it was very interesting. Uh, the series does do that. It takes familiar characters and familiar settings and events uh, of the established Iron Man universe and brings them back in a way you wouldn't really expect. We've seen this in issue two, you know, the, the big submarine uh, that Tony used to infiltrate Atlant Atlantis was uh, was called Happy Hogan. So it was uh, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, so the flashback was very interesting, also very interesting seeing Howard. He's a very different character, especially what we see in the end of this issue, you know, uh, is he still called Howard? I don't really remember, uh, well, Tony's dad, I'll, we'll call him Howard, uh, anyway, you know, he's very, um, he's, he's very different, I mean, we've had several different incarnations of Howard in, you know, in, in the comic books and even in the movies now, but, you know, this one, you know, he's, he's more of a war veteran, uh, you know, he, he's, he's interesting that he's having these hallucinations from obviously battling with Jarvis in the war, uh, which I believe is, it's got to be the first world war. This is 1938. So yeah, it's got to be the first world war, 1914 to 1918 against the Germans as well. So it's, it's, it's very interesting, you know, him, he's kind of being haunted and we've seen, we've seen, you know, the montage of uh, Tony being haunted by various different things, you know, uh, him being haunted by technology, him being haunted by, you know, the people that he's killed through Iron Man, you know, we've seen this in the Armored Wars and in the... Um, in the, the 90s run, in the early 90s run, and that kind of thing, so it was very interesting seeing that, but, but in Howard, and, Howard. and uh, of course, you know, we never got told how he died, so that was interesting, but now, at the very end of the issue, Howard is alive, which was a, you know, it wasn't the most original twist, Luke, I am your father, it's, it's you know, but it, it's it's a nice twist, and I, I really enjoy when that happens in comic books. Something that's that you don't expect is thrown at you. So that that was very nice. That definitely kept me, uh, you know, really looking forward to seeing uh, the fourth issue of uh, the series. So uh, that was very interesting. Also, uh, uh, saying again, you know, cameos. We've seen um, we've seen the Mandarin and uh, Thor. You know, we see <laughs> Thor's skull. You know, it's uh, when when Pepper's being tortured. I forget. Uh, I'm really bad with the names. Uh, the guy with with the um, monocle. You know, he holds up. He, he's talking about people thinking, you know, righteousness and that kind of stuff. And he holds up a uh, a skull of a skull, and has got a helmet with wings and long blonde hair. You know, which kind of leads you to to believe that they've killed Thor, uh, which is kind of a disturbing uh, thought, but it's, again, interesting how they brought back those characters. Um, 
let's talk about the um, the designs of uh, both Iron Man and War Machine, which is interesting. You know, we uh, I was talking about you know this this should have been at least the first two issues should have been called Tony Stark Noir, uh, but because we really haven't seen the, the Iron Man suit, we've seen it in issue one, I believe, but it wasn't used; it was just being built. So uh, it's interesting that we're seeing it now. Uh, and, you know, at the same time as when Tony puts it on, uh, Rhodey puts on another version. And this is this is very, you know, very obviously it does look like uh, War Machine. You kind of, you know, you have the Gatling gun design on, on the chest. So it's it's interesting how the designs, you know, mimicked those of, um, of you know, the current, the established uh, Marvel canon universe. It's, uh, you know, again, they are very steampunk, you know, just looking at several pages here. Uh, they both have big kind of almost uh, airplane engine turbines, uh, you know, that uh, use jets, you know, jets with fire that that produce steam. So it's, again, very, very, very steampunk, loads of gears, uh, you know, in moving the arms. It's almost like, it looks like uh, the Mark One. And, and, you know, the Mark One from the 2008 movie, you know, it's got a, a bunch of gears and that kind of stuff. So it's, it was a very interesting steampunk take. Uh, also, you know, machine guns, classic looking machine guns, that kind of stuff. They, they, Rhodey's suit uh, looks more of, it, it has kind of more of a skeletal design. I really don't know how to, uh, how to explain it. Uh, but, but or nonetheless, very, very interesting designs do, they do, they, I think they've they've done a good job trying to fit it in with, with, with the time. Uh, but you know the giant giant uh, jet engine on the back of of Tony's suit really I um very very different. But but overall uh, I think they they have done a good a good a good job because you can't really if you were to take true technology from 1938 esque it would. It would, a lot of it would consist out of wood uh, uh, and that kind of stuff because if if it was if it was metal it would be too heavy and they didn't have the, the correct information so it's it's kind of like a mix of uh, a jet engine with some clockwork I guess and you're seeing some um, pipes and kind of uh, c uh, connections here and there so very interesting very interesting suits also. Um, uh, talking about the character of Tony, this is even though you know this is an alternate universe. This is very reminiscent of of you know your typical classic Playboy uh, Tony in terms of you know he 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 isn't the most righteous guy in the world. Let's say that, but you know he he admits to his faults and to uh, to things that he's done that he's not proud of. You know he. he He's talking about, you know, he's had all of these uh, Marvel, I forget the name, it was Marvel Magazine for, for Men, something like that. You know, he's got all these adventures and publicists and, you know, he's got all these daring stories. It is kind of like Indiana Jones, you know, he's traveling around jungles and searching for these things. But, you know, the only, you know, he doesn't care about anyone or anything except finding a source to power, to power the mechanism in his heart. And you know we've seen you know we've seen Tony uh, being that at least again classic Tony you know ladies gambling not really caring and again this was reflected very good in uh, in the movies Tony these days is more of uh, 
uh, I, don't, I don't really know how to, how to say. You know, he's more of a he's too scared of the repercussions, and he's he's kind of a goody two shoes. But classic Tony is very reflected very well in uh, in in this character. So it's it's very nice just to see that. Also, Jarvis. You know, we see kind of. Uh, Similar to the old Jarvis, but this Jarvis is kind of reversed. He's no longer kind of the servant butler. He he he's still Tony's guide, but this time he's more you know he talks back. He's got a more on, on hand approach. So it's great seeing seeing Jarvis. Um, before wrap the sub artwork, going back to the artwork, of course I I, I thoroughly enjoyed this artwork. Uh, I, again, I, I enjoy you know I think they do the faces a lot uh, a lot better than than the current run of the Invincible Iron Man. Uh, action was done very well. We saw a lot of action in this issue. Uh, it, I think it was a very I think this issue had very good pacing. It went from uh, action in the beginning to we've had a you know in the middle of the comic book we had. Uh, it's almost like a three-act structure in a movie. You know, it starts off, it starts off action, then in, in the middle we had explanation and context and a good amount of storytelling, and then uh, in the end we ended with some, with some heavy, heavy action. And I think that's the perfect balance, because, you know, if an issue has too much action and we've seen this we've seen this as well you know certain issues uh, of Iron Man and generally comic books and Iron Man is is one of those you know it's just two metal guys would be beating each other and ow ooh pain you know big explanation marks and if you have that for the majority of the issue you kind of you kind of get you know sidetracked just looking at the same thing again and again but then again if you have just constant dialogue and setup <clears throat> Like a certain ongoing Iron Man series has right now, you you know you the the reader gets bored. So it's it's very nice to have a perfect uh, perfect blend uh, blend of action and and actual storytelling and characters talking. And I think this this issue did uh, manage those very well. Um, so uh, so that was very good. Uh, you know, artwork also very good. So overall, I mean, giving this um, giving this comic book a rating, I would have to go that story-wise, uh, I would definitely give this eight eight and a half. You know, it's 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 very it's very high up there. It's very interesting to see a different take. You know, I, I certainly didn't think it was going to be this good. Art-wise, also, I'm gonna have to give it seven and a half to an eight because you know, especially com compare it. To the current Invincible Iron Man run, you know, good action, good good pacing, you know, art where you want it to be, you know, bits here and there lacked detail, but but you can't, you know, you can't be too nitpicky, you really can't. So, um, uh, but overall, you know, overall giving a rating to this to this to this issue, I would definitely give this. Uh, give this an eight. Yeah, I think it, I think it deserves an eight. Very interesting, a, a very original take uh, on on Iron Man. If not in terms of the, you know, it, it 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 doesn't have anything that's too particularly original. You know, we've seen the steampunk, we've seen the noir, we've seen the I am your father bit turning to the dark side. Uh, we've seen all of that kind of stuff, greed, but they're put together in a, in a very nice way, which makes it original, especially to the Iron Man universe. So, uh, very good. So, uh, overall, this issue also, I think, deserves an 8. Uh, so, very good. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And looking forward to reading the final final installment of uh, this. And, and it's interesting seeing, seeing the very last page saying, you know, next... 
the cover for the next issue. You know, it's it's Iron Man fighting the um, Zemo, which I guess is his dad. But he's got the mask on and he's holding a gun. And above them, uh, what looks like uh, Jarvis and Tony's Zeppelin or airship is crashing down. So very interesting. And it also looks like there's a plane falling. So maybe there was like a air battle. But overall, you know, very. Uh, I think it's going to be an action-packed conclusion. Uh, which which I am looking forward to. So uh, on that note, we're going to end this um, review of uh, Iron Man Noir issue three. Uh, before before I go there, if if any of you guys have an iPhone or an iPod Touch or an or an iPad, I've got an iPhone and an iPad. Um, you probably have got the Marvel Store. I would definitely recommend it. It's you know even if you're not going to buy anything, they every week they they update with like five or six new um, new free issues, and they're not just you know throwaway issues. They they are good issues. I mean now they have issue one of the uh, the uh, Iron Fist. And they've had, I think they've had the Armored Wars, the first Armored Wars run a couple of weeks back. They had the, oh, a couple of World War Hulks, X-Men. So they do, they do have very good, very good issues. And they're not just random issues in a storyline. They're often just, you know, an issue that begins a certain arc. And they're often, you know, renowned and critically acclaimed arcs. So very good free stuff, even if you want to have a look before you buy it. Iron Man-wise, the Marvel app... It's kind of like a mini review of the Marvel app. When it started off, it really didn't have anything uh, uh, too much Iron Man. But now it's got pretty much the complete uh, volume four, starting from uh, the extremists of, excuse me, of uh, Iron Man. Uh, I think I think it's missing some of some of the last issues and. What we know when it turned into the War Machine comics, but it's got the majority of it. You know, it's got the extremists. Uh, it's got the uh, oh God, the name escapes me when uh, the, the the second one after extremists, and then the eight of the director of Shield, and it going on from from then all those um, uh, arcs. Uh, Iron Man, I think it's got Invincible Iron Man as well. I think it's got Invincible. Iron Man, the, uh, the Five Nightmares arc going on from there. So it's got a good amount of the Invincible Iron Man as well. It doesn't have it all the way up to issue 27, but it's got a good amount. It's got uh, Armored Wars and all that kind of stuff. So it's 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 a good amount of, uh, of Iron Man comics. And it reads comic books very well, because what it does, you can just read it on the iPad. You can just read the full comic book. I don't read a lot of comic books on the iPad. You can just read the full page. And I've got good vision, so for me, it doesn't really matter. But people that don't, they don't want to squint. You turn a special, you turn it into panel mode, which it takes every single panel and scene and focuses on it, which gives you a different uh, kind of feel to it. So that's that's very interesting. Do definitely check out the Marvel app. But the reason I started talking about this was they had a free issue of uh, I forget what it was called now. I don't have the iPad next to me right now. It's uh, Iron Man. It was basically an Audi. Ad it was a big Audi advert, which was in a form of of a uh, of a comic book issue, and that's what it was. You know, on the front cover, it was, it, and it was set in the movie universe as well. So it was set sometime during Iron Man Two, I guess. And uh, it's uh, on the front cover. It's Iron Man flying, and there's an Audi 
they're being driven by itself, I think. And basically, it's uh, I, I would recommend you to download it just to see, you know, if you want to see some new Iron Man. But there isn't, it really isn't any story. Tony's driving the Audi, and then he, he gets into obstacles, you know, people are robbing a bank and that kind of stuff. You don't really see Iron Man at all. You see uh, the arm. You know, he, put, he quickly puts on the, the arm and shoots the repulsor blade of the bad guys robbing a bank. And Pepper's there moaning at him saying, you know, you've got to get to a meeting. And then you, you see the the superpower of the Audi R8 Spider. You know, it's super speed. And basically the message is, you know, even though Tony's uh, facing all these obstacles, this, the sheer speed of the Audi can get him to his meetings. Um, so, so, so it's 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 kind of a big advert, but it's it's funny just just reading that. So and and it's free. So I would recommend you go to the App Store and um, get a free copy of that. Um, overall, so I think that will end this episode of uh, the Iron Man Fan Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as I've enjoyed recording it. Uh, if you would like to send any of your feedback, anything at all, please uh, send it to I am fanpod at live dot com. That's I am F A N P O D at L I V E dot com. Uh, also, if you want to join me on the Iron Man uh, fan podcast, I would really love to talk to someone Iron Man instead of just talking to myself every week. Just add me on Skype. It's again uh, I am Fan Pod. Just search that into Skype, and you should get my name. That's Andy Blythe. Um, so on that note, please rate me on iTunes. Uh, I think I've had one person rate me on iTunes in the US store with a four star. So thank you very much. Thank you for that. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please, if, if you are if you do listen to the, to the show and you have an iTunes account, if you could spare a couple of seconds of your time, I would really appreciate it. It would push the podcast up in the rankings so more people would discover it. So uh, thank you very much for that. And um, I don't think I have any more to say. Next week, I think we're going to be having a look at uh, The Legacy. I'm on Legacy Issue 3. I think it's going to be out by that time. So we're going to have fun looking at that. That's that's a story that's uh, also quite interesting. See, this, this is a very good... This is a great time to be an Iron Man fan. Uh, you know, we, we have three uh, currently, you know, running... Different free running series. Um, you know, the Invincible Iron Man, Iron Man Legacy, and Iron Man Noir. And granted, Iron Man Noir is going to end uh, in July, but we still have these two. So it's going to be, and I'm sure they're going to start something else uh, along the lines, you know, Iron Man wise. But it's it's a great time, you know, even though the Invincible Iron Man isn't uh, the, as exciting as as some of its uh, previous issues right now. You know, we still have. Uh, enough stuff to talk and Iron Man is still it's you know it's, it's it's very fun to be an Iron Man fan and also very interesting to see with this heroic age what they're going to be doing with it now so on that note guys thank you for listening to the Iron Man fan podcast and I'll talk to you next week